0: Genuinely can't tell if that's good. You're nobody till somebody loves you. You're nobody till somebody cares. You may be blessed. You may possess the world. And it's gold. But gold won't bring you happiness. Till you're growing old De-de-de-de. The world still is the same You'll never change As sure as the sky shines above You'll know But till some but it loves you And so find yourself somebody to love What's up? <laughs> well, that's that is about thirty seconds effectively killed. Hey, I'm feeling real good. That song's in my head. By the way, it's Aiden Jones here. You are listening. To sitting under a tree for Tuesday, the eighth of August 2023. I'm loving it, man. I'm at the fringe. This is it. This is the peak time. This is Aiden Jones at his Aiden Jonesiest. Oh beautiful. <laughs> oh that is a nice tea. No one's home, mate. It's just me and you and my podcast and my tiny little dick. And we're here together, sitting under a tree. You know what I realised about this podcast is I've never said what started the podcast. I don't know if I've ever told the story, have I? I've got to start telling the story. I was in... um, When I moved back from the UK... I, uh, when, when I moved to the UK in 2014, I was living above a pub in Richmond in Melbourne before I left. And this girl used to work at the bar and she was really nice. And we hooked up and we started sleeping together maybe like a few months before I left and it was great. And I was like, you know, wanting to keep seeing her. And, you know, we had a thing, but she was like, why don't you not move and just stay here and we can h- keep hanging out? And I was like, I'm moving to the UK. That's what's happening. I've got the visa. It's all going on. And so then she kind of pulled away and stopped seeing me. And I was like, why are you stop returning my calls? And she was like, because you're moving to the UK. I fucking like you. Fuck you. And so I left, but we kept talking in the two years that I was in the UK because I was just, my life was fucked. I had nothing going on romantically. I was very lonely. And so every now and then we would just talk. And we would sext. And one time I wrote her like an erotic story. And I guess I was just, uh, I think they call it holding a candle for her. <laughs> Have You ever heard that before? Some Another girl said that to me once. I think I've done that to girls a bunch. Because I've, you know, my whole commitment shit or whatever. I don't know. I'm a fucking idiot. Um, I was holding a candle for her for like two years. You know, while I was in the UK, we would sex, we would message, we would send each other dirty pictures, all that kind of stuff. From uh, July 2014 when I left and I got back to Australia in September 2016. That's how long? Isn't that ridiculous? What a fucking childish thing to maintain or like an insane hope to hold on to and do nothing about so I got back to Melbourne in September 2016 and I'm still messaging her she's moved to Sydney at this point and we're still messaging still messaging and um I guess I just still like hadn't been laid you know like I got back to Australia and nothing was going on for me romantically and I was still messaging this girl and I was like oi what about if I come to Sydney and let's hang out in my mind I'm like I want to pick things up where they they left off with this girl. (laughs) Two and a half years later. So just before Christmas, I went to Sydney. I got a flight by myself. I got my friends to drop me at the airport. It was at Avalon. I didn't even get a flight from Tullamarine. I got a flight from Avalon, which if you don't know Melbourne, is about an hour out of the city. It's in the middle of nowhere. It's between Melbourne and Geelong. It's not even in Melbourne. And, um... My two mates dropped me at Avalon airport and then they left the airport. And while I was still at the gate waiting for my flight, this girl was like, Hey, in the last week I've met someone and I really like this person and I'm still really excited to see you as a friend. And you can obviously still stay at my house, but just so you know, I'm seeing someone and so we can't do anything and I hope that's Okay. And I lied and said that it was okay, but in reality, I was absolutely devastated. And so when I got to Sydney, I stayed at a friend's place, a different friend's place for one night and got really drunk. And then the second night I made my way to this girl's house and she was living in a one bedroom flat in Sydney. And so we were, we were sharing a bed, (laughs) but she was seeing someone so we, we couldn't do anything. Sexually or otherwise. And so we just kind of went around Sydney for like a day, slept in her bed that night, and um, we're both neither of us quite mature enough to just have an honest conversation about what was going on. And then the next day, finally, I was like, hey, man, I'm having a bad time. I'm just going to go stay in a hostel. And she was like, yeah, that's the best thing. And I was like, great. So I went and stayed in a hostel, very sad, you know. I mean, I, I, at the time, I felt a lot of self-pity, just like, oh, I've tried to do this thing and it didn't work out. Looking back at it, I think it's pretty clear that it was a stupid thing to think was going to, you know, turn into something. Like, I, whatever. I already, you know, she asked me to stay in Melbourne that two and a half years ago and I didn't. Anything after that. At that point, you just let the whole thing die. It's just like one person wants this to happen and one person... For whatever reasons in their life, I just wasn't able to make the commitment that she wanted at that time. But no, instead I held on to it for two and a half years, and so did she, and we both did. And whatever, we were young. <coughs> oh god! <coughs> oh god! So um, I I go to this hostel, and it was before I had ever really done comedy in Sydney. I don't even think I did a gig in Sydney that time. I was just there, and. Uh, I was in this hostel and I didn't know anyone and I wasn't in the mood to meet a new person or just, you know, I was just sad. I had no one to talk to. It was Christmas, Christmas 2016, like a couple weeks before. So I just went with my phone and I just, I wanted somewhere. I'd thought about doing podcasts because I'd been listening to Bill Burr's podcast and uh, I liked that he would just talk to himself. And it. I don't think... Well, to me now, I think Bill Burr's podcast is he talks about his week and when it starts getting deep, he distracts himself by talking about sport. People complain that there's too much sport in Bill Burr's podcast. It's like you're not thinking about what the sport represents for him. Sport is his way of distracting himself from the shitty things in life rather than dwelling on bad feelings. He talks about sport. Boo-doo, boo-doo, boo-ba-dum, boo-ba-dum. That's what he does. I don't really have anything like that. I've been thinking lately about how I don't have uh, that many hobbies and feeling guilty about that. It's just a new thing to feed into the, into the fucking grinder of guilt that lives inside my body. Anyway, so that day I was at the hostel and there was no private room. I didn't have enough money for a private room of my own and... I didn't even have a microphone, but I, uh, I just went to like a local park in the evening and found somewhere that I felt was reasonably private, which was under a tree. I sat under a tree and I just told the story of the week for like 20 minutes or so. That was about it. And, uh, you know, of everything that had happened. I just imagined an audience in my head or I imagined, I think I imagined like telling a friend or something like that and uh, didn't record the podcast again or maybe I did a couple more times. I thought that maybe I would do a podcast, you know, a few more times and see if I could do one every week, but it kind of fell away. And then in 2017, I came back to the Edinburgh Fringe for the first time um, to do my own show, 2014, 15, 16, I just did Spots Twenty seventeen. I came. I did my own show, and uh, I met a lady at the Edinburgh Fringe. Seventeen oh one oh nine. 24 Oh wow, dude. Do I have? I think I've got episodes of sitting under a tree here from fucking, holy fuck, from January two thousand and seventeen. That's sick. I'm just looking in my folder here. Don't play. Don't play. No. Oh, fuck. No. Shut up. (laughs) 20 minutes. Oh, maybe it was January 2017. I have the first episode. You know what I'm going to do? When I make a Patreon, I'm going to release that because that's not been released online. That is so sick. Come on. Sorry, when I came back to the Fringe for the first time, I met a girl and it was amazing and we travelled around together. I got a tattoo that summer because I was having the best time of my life. And um, I came back, I went back to Australia. My grandpa had um, invested a $1,000 in shares for me when I was 10 years old that had been reinvesting the dividends and was worth $13,000 when I was 26. And so I took all of that money out and used it to buy flights to come back to Edinburgh to chase after this girl, but it didn't work out. And so when I got to Edinburgh and I was in the hostel again, feeling very down on myself and pitying myself and all of that crap, I thought, let me start the podcast up again. And I started recording. So basically, and I I thought this is the same way that I felt at the start of the year. And that feeling I've recorded it sitting under a tree. So let me call it sitting under a tree. So that's where sitting under a tree comes from. I guess I say all of this now to let you know that on Saturday night I had myself some goddamn sex. <laughs> Come on, man. We did it. Huh? I've crossed another item off of the breakup list. I'm gonna fucking finish it by the end of the fringe. I I, I showed her the list. After we slept together, I was like, hey, by the way, me and my girlfriend broke up, like, coming on three months ago, and I wrote a list of all the things I wanted to do, and the last, one of the things on the reverse of the list, because I didn't want people to see it publicly, was get laid, and you just helped me get laid, and she was like, can I cross it off, and I was like, hell yeah, you can cross it off, and underneath it, she wrote, Aussie cock is the best cock in the world, (laughs) Which was very kind of her to write, you know? Um, so that was amazing. I've, I've had the best week, man. I've had such a great week. I just... This is it. This is peak. This is the peak time. That's going to be the name of this week's podcast. This is the peak time. Let me write it down. That's pretty early to be coming up with the name. I'm committing to it. And fucking get... Come on. This is the peak time because it is man fuck I can barely read that that's a nightmare maybe I should maybe I should take a photo of how I write the title every week so you can see how much attention I'm actually giving to you guys on the podcast I barely even looked at my book it's all about you um man the show started on Thursday dude the fucking The Piano Show. By the way, I have a name for it. The Piano Show. The show where I play the piano is called The Piano Show. The Of course that's what it's called. Why would I call it Panic Attack and E-flat? What a fucking... Oh my God. What an embarrassing name. <laughs> I hate that name. I hate it. it's it's the it's the piano show i was talking to my former manager current friend over whatsapp yesterday and he was asking how the run's going and all this stuff and i said it's going great i'm really excited and i kept talking about the show and i kept calling it the piano show the piano show and he said why don't you call it the piano show and i said that's why you are current friend you know Still still of huge value, despite the lack of uh, any kind of professional... Well, uh, I don't know why I'm talking about this. I don't need to fucking get... Why would I assess the nature of my friendship with someone <laughs> while they're not here on a podcast? What an insane thing to do, Aiden. You're a fucking idiot. You're not an idiot. You're an artist. And sometimes artists make mistakes. Anyway, the show's called The Piano Show. That's what I'm going to call it. And I've been fucking loving it. And I'm like, I don't feel embarrassed to say that other people have also really been enjoying the show and have said as much. Um, it's been, other than the first show, which only had seven people in, after that, it's been pretty much full every day. I'm making good money from it. I am... Um, <sighs> I'm just really enjoying it. I'm using, I'm, I'm like playing piano. Here's the pitch now. The pitch is um, when I was a kid, I played classical piano all growing up and last year my dad adopted me. Oh no, and I've always wanted to mix classical piano with stand-up. Last year, my dad adopted me as his son at 32 years old, finally, uh, my stepdad. And so I'm telling that story with excerpts in the story breaks of Chopin's Nocturne in E-flat major. That's the pitch. And it's just funny to people when I tell them that I play classical piano because of the way that I am on stage, I'm just an idiot. I swear a lot, you know, I say stupid stuff. I'm. I, I, if anything, I'm trying to lean into that because I think it's a good juxtaposition for when I reveal to them, by the way, I play classical piano and like that's what I'm going to do. And I'm using it as almost like the show is kind of like a piano lesson where I explain a bit of the theory behind the music and the parallels between that and stand-up. And I think those parts of the show, I would like to make them a bit more succinct, but man, I'm just really enjoying it. I think I might try and apply for some grants with the show and, um, fuck man. I would love to take some piano lessons. I would love to really get serious about finding a piano teacher, take some lessons and, um, learn some new repertoire so that this piece is as strong as it can possibly be. Because right now I'm still missing a few notes and it's just my touch is so heavy, man. And like I listen back to the way that I play it and it's so just like boom, 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 It's just not fluid. It doesn't flow. I would really like to be able to play piano and pianissimo better. Oh, just, I mean, that's a lot of work. That's like, you know, that's about as hard as it gets, but... I'm really loving it. I had a fucking guy in the show yesterday when I played the first part of it and I was like, anyone recognize that? He was like, that's Chopin Op 9 number two. That's the most basic bitch piano piece to play. I don't know why I'm giving this guy any more airtime. I already fucking shouted him out on my daily recap. He just got so in my fucking head and I missed a couple notes in the show and then I was like, cunt, you are living rent free in my head after you said that bullshit at the start of the show. Anyway, I don't know why I'm talking about that guy. The Fringe is great. This is the peak time. Oh, man. It's, uh, yes. What else? I've seen some great, I've seen some great stuff. Oh, man. You know what? The best show I've seen, I can't remember the name of. And I even had the girls flyer and I, I've gone ahead and lost that as well. I've lost that girl's flyer from that show that I liked. (laughs) It was five past midnight at Monkey Barrel, and it was really funny. <laughs> um, um it was a clown show and she had a prosthetic leg with a microphone on the end of it and she asked people what their problems were And then she went and solved all of their problems in very funny ways. And one point she had a woman dancing on stage because she had a period. And then at the end of the show she got all of us on stage and taped us all together In the name of friendship and something else. That was the show. Fuck, man. If I'm not turning people off the podcast last week with my being sad, I 100% am turning people off the podcast by singing. (laughs) (laughs) And like committing to singing. Not planning anything, singing my favourite show that I've seen and just singing that badly. Yeah. You want to listen to my podcast? Well, you got to fucking work. (laughs) My days. Oh, you know what I need to do? Fuck, maybe I'll do that today. I need to design a little page thing to leave on people's chairs Or maybe that they can grab when they leave the show to be like, listen to my podcast, watch my comedy special, do all of this stuff. Yeah, I'm going to fucking do that, man. Just a little sheet of paper. Because right now, people ain't got shit. Man, the clown show was so great. So she had a prosthetic leg with a microphone on the end and... uh, she was putting it out into the audience and she was dressed as like a, like a weird bride. And she uh, was like some kind of Eastern European and she would go problem. And then you would have to tell her what prop like your problems in your life. And then she would fix them. So the first guy, he, uh, he was like, I'm really tired. And she was like, you can lie down on this stage. You can have a sleep on the stage. And he came, lied down, lay down. And then um, she got him a pillow and a, like a fucking quilt out of backstage and gave them to him. And he was just asleep on the stage for the rest of the show. And then one lady had, um, she was like, problem. And the lady was like, I'm on my period. It really hurts. And she was like, I know it is so bad. I'm so sorry. It's really the worst. And um, this lady was like, oh yeah, it just hurts. It's throbbing. And she's like, where does this hurt? And in the in the lady's answer, at some point she said the word pussy. And everyone in the audience, when she said pussy, was like, oh, it was like exciting. I don't know. There's something sexy about the word pussy. And uh the clown lady let this lady get to the end of her sentence, and then she was like, say the word again. Pussy. <laughs> and everyone was like, whoa. Oh man, it was really clown done so well. She was listening. That's all she was doing was just listening to the audience. She just had this thing that she did with the prosthetic leg and the mic. And she would go out to people and ask them their problems and then just really think of solutions. And it just, there were no jokes. It wasn't jokes. It was just funny. It was just knowing, man, I'm starting to get it. I'm starting to get this fucking clown shit. Maybe I want to go to Gaulier. God, that's so scary. I don't want to go to Gaulier. I don't know. Maybe I do. Fuck. There's heaps of shit that I want to do. I want to go to South America and meet my family. I want to get a good job. I want to fall in love. I want to have kids. I want to have a billion dollars. I want to go to the moon. I want to invent the new iPhone. I want to do everything. And right now I'm here with you. Sitting under a tree, you know? Oh, I normally don't say that until the end of the podcast. That felt dirty. Oh, sitting under a tree. Oh, that's like when that girl said pussy. Sitting under a tree. (laughs) Oh, man. I also went to my perennial favorite, Christopher Bliss, yesterday. Hold up. Oh yes, oh yes, oh yes, oh yes, oh yes. Christopher Bliss, mate. Uh, If you've been listening since last Fringe, you will have heard me read out one of his books. I'm going to do it again because I went to his show again. And once again, he rocks. I fucking love the dude. I got one of his novels yesterday. The show yesterday was uh, he gets everyone to write down what novel they're working on, the title, their own name um the genre of novel and then what they're having a problem with in the novel and uh he then picks ones out of the hat that people have written down and he like fixes everyone's problems and workshops their novels. so uh oh and what, what uh, he picked me that's right he picked me he was giving me high fives in the show and then he picked my name out of the thing oh it was so wonderful i said my problem my, my novel novel's called the risky biscuit i thought that was a pretty good title and then I didn't know, I said, I don't believe in myself. I'm having trouble getting any momentum in my novel because my self-belief is destroying my momentum. And uh, he said, you need to come up with a good opening sentence and good opening sentences need to be polite. He goes, maybe, please, thank you for reading my novel. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the novel. <laughs> introduce yourself <laughs> so um but he gave me uh, or he you, you like chuck money in and you get you know so I got this novel of his I want to read it it's a murder and a robbery at the same time on the train from London to Shropshire so here we go this is a, a two man who done it chapter one of one it was a cold wet night. The sun had gone away, and in its place there was a moon turning the countryside into a darker version of the same place. This story follows two men, both called Michael. The first Michael was sitting in a train, head to toe in his own clothes. He was sitting in his own compartment, making it much easier for the other Michael to kill him later on. The other Michael approached the train, but the first Michael couldn't see him coming because it was so dark, and he was blind. Bits of water were running down the sky. The train was covered in wind. The weather was everywhere. The Michael inside the train heard the other Michael approaching and sprinted under the table, but he knew that his hiding place was rubbish. The door was about to swing open. Suddenly, the door swung open. And in came Michael. He was tall, wet, fat, and cold. He dried himself off on the carpet and pulled out a knife. Your hiding place is rubbish, he said. Now give me the diamonds. Michael pulled out his bag of diamonds and gave them to him. It was a robbery. He killed him as well. Then he heard the train conductor walking down the carriage. Oh, ruddy hell, he thought to himself. He'd forgotten to buy a train ticket. The end incredible stuff from the peerless christopher bliss man i fucking love that guy i went with my friend jess i don't know i don't know how to sum this week up i have no time you really i just i never have any time in the fringe i've already i've put my other podcast on pause we had a good run, didn't we? Hey, trying to do two podcasts, trying to be professional. <laughs> nope. I will do a fucking Patreon. God damn it. Um, Yeah, I don't have time. I don't have time to do it. I'll do it again for another month in September because uh, um, anadrinks.com.au have been very kind in sponsoring the podcast and I would like to honour their sponsorship by at least finishing a three month season of the podcast. We've spoken about that, but other than that, I don't have time to do it, man. And to have two podcasts and no revenue stream from either of them is just dumb. So I'm just I, I I reckon I might do interviews for the Patreon because I liked doing interviews and it's nice to have an excuse to talk to someone and then once a month I can put one of those out as just a regular pod as like a little teaser for the Patreon or whatever. But yeah, man that's the vibe. So, um, I've just got no time. My fucking back brakes on my bike broke back brakes on my bike broke. That's funny, isn't it? My back brake on my bike broke and they are, uh, pneumatic brakes, the disc brakes. And I just haven't had a moment to take it to the, to the bike shop. So I've been riding around my bike with, uh, only my front brakes on. On uh, <laughs> this is funny. On Saturday night, I mean, I'll tell the I'll tell the story. I got laid, all right, yeah, and it was exciting. She came to the show Saturday. We just met at the show. Her and her friends came to the show, and boy, oh boy, was that the perfect day at the fringe Saturday. I did my new show for the third time. It went great. I made, uh, I'll tell you the figures, I made, I had 33 in and I made 200 pounds for the early show and then for the late show, I'm guessing, but I think I had 80 in, maybe 70 and either way, I made 425 pounds. On the 6.15 show the morning after. That's broken my record by almost 100 pounds. Astonishing figures. That's like 800 fucking dollars for one show. So. That day I made 625 pounds. About 1200 Australian dollars. And. uh, After the 6.15 show. This girl. She was just looking at me she was just, she just had eyes, and she was looking at me as she walked past, and I was looking at her, and she just was, like, holding eye contact, I was like, holy fuck, and she was gorgeous, and she goes, where's your flyer for the other show, and I was like, oh my god, fuck, I, uh, I don't have them on me, because man, because this fucking venue, Cabolas of a space, is wonderful, but I don't think they pay their staff very well because their staff always seem really stressed and, like, they're being overworked. And also the venue... So the staff don't have time to, like, you know, help you out with any problems, really. And then also the venue is, like, this cave and the Wi-Fi and the reception is just so bad. So it's really hard to get any reception to take people's money. So, um like, to use my card, reader you know? So it's always a rush to get upstairs and make that happen. And then like, I don't have time to get my flies and shit. So this girl's walking past me. She's making the, the eyes at me and she's like, where's your fly? And I'm like, I don't have it. And I'm freaking out cause I'm trying to take these people's money. And I just had a great show and it was amazing. And there's this girl and she's gorgeous. And I'm like, Oh, and I'm just like, just uh, Instagram, just like message me on Instagram, Aiden Jones Comedy on Instagram, Aiden Jones Comedy. I just shouted my Instagram handle at her as she walked off. Aiden Jones Comedy Instagram, Aiden Jones Comedy, A- 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 please, 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 please. <laughs> Man, my fucking soccer coach back in high school. Please he always used to say that about women <laughs> He was so funny he used to um he used to if you were injured uh like our, one of the guys was uh injured for a while and he's like uh you got a girlfriend mate you get your girlfriend and you get her to just the put the power of the pussy the pussy please I don't even really know what he was talking about, but you know, he just, the way he used to say, please, please, please. That's how I was feeling on Saturday as she left. Aiden Jones comedy, please. (laughs) And, uh, I met up with her later and we went out dancing. Not my choice. (laughs) It was actually really sick to go dance for a while and some of her friends are out, and we went dancing, you know, and just a group of girls dancing, there's nothing more joyful, they just go out to dance, don't they, guys do not go out to dance, I think, if I was, if I wasn't trying to get laid, I don't reckon I would know the words to any... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to any fucking R&B songs I reckon The only reason I know the words to Like all of Akon Jason Derulo Justin Timberlake Any of that Is cause I was trying to get my dick sucked In the 2000s <laughs> mm. You're like fuck I need to look like I'm having fun <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, another friend of ours was at karaoke the other night and we were just laughing about how he was trying so hard in front of his new girlfriend to, like, have fun and be the fun guy. And, I mean, also maybe he was just inspired to do so because he's happy and in love, but um, it's funny to be the cynical people who are like, look at this guy with his new fucking girlfriend pretending that he's fun. (laughs) You're not fun, mate! Heckling your friend. You're not fun! Be who you are! Be sad again! Why are you fucking, why are you lying to this woman? Yeah. So I went out till 5.30 on fucking Saturday night, Sunday morning, just, you know, like with this girl and her mates just being like, am I going to get laid? Am I going to get laid? And you know, I did. And that was great, but I didn't know that I was going to at the time. I was like, man, I got to cross that shit off the back of my phone And then the club shut at 5am, thank God. (laughs) I'm not, like, I want to be clear, I did enjoy the dancing. It's fun to dance, it's fun to stand around with a circle of girls and just be dancing, that's sick. But um, at some point I was like, I am tired now and I would like to go home. But I didn't didn't want to say that because I didn't want to be the killjoy. Because I'm a coward, because I'm just a fucking spineless worm. So I just waited until the club shut, and then finally the club shut and then um and I just was like standing there the whole night watching other dudes in this club try and fucking try it on with her, you know, and it's just like each time it's like watching watching a fucking free throw in basketball just bounce around the rim and you're like, please don't go in, please don't go in, please don't go in. I'm like I, 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 I can't do anything. I've got no game. I've got no fucking game. All right. My game happened at 6 15 pm in the fucking long room at Cabaret Voltaire and everything after that is just crossing fingers. So, um, yeah, we get, finally we get out and, uh, I'm like, we've got three options. We can walk back. I can get us a cab or (laughs) here's what I want to do. I've got my bike and, uh, you can sit on the seat and I'll stand on the pedals and ride us back to my place. And she's like, let's do that. So she sat on the seat and I jumped on the pedals and then we went all the way down the hill and then like rode a bit up the hill and then got off and walked for a bit and then scooted again all the way down the hill all the way to my house and uh when we got to the bottom i was like now that we've done that i can let you know that my bike doesn't have back brakes they're broken all it has is front brakes so thank you for sharing in this death trap of a machine with me to come back to my house and um i don't know i don't know what to tell you it was great everything that i've wanted to happen in the fringe has happened in the first week this is the peak time this is this is it man this is what i've looked forward to this is what i worked towards this is everything it's the fringe i love it i think that's going to be the end of the podcast what have i got for you i've got a photo this week of me yes perfect A photo of me with my new bike the day that I got it at the bike station sitting in front of their van with a sign on it. Uh, My mate Dion. By the way, if you're in Edinburgh, go and see Dion's show. I think it's called The Cyclopath. He's just the best dude. He organised bikes for everyone. Dion Owen, Canadian comic. He organised bikes for all of these comedians for free off his own back just because he loves cycling and he's just the kindest dude about it. So... um go and check out his show called The Cyclopath in the Room before me at 12.15 in the Counting House if you're around in Edinburgh. Um, That's going to be the photo for this week. Me in front of the thing. This podcast this week is called This is the Peak Time. I think that's it, man. Check out my Instagram if you want to see my daily recaps of The Fringe. uh, Day five, every night, just doing recaps of The Fringe. And uh, I hope you guys are having a great week, man. I hope you're doing good. If you're in the fringe, come and see my shows. 130 Counting House, 615 Cab Vol. I love you very much. Thank you for listening. This has been Aiden Jones sitting under a tree. Peace.